Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءل به وأرحام إن الله كان عليكم نقيبا 
وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضات في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in Jannah for those al-a'la in the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Brothers and sisters, we often find ourselves at a crossroads, spiritually speaking, especially in a day and age that where we live in, where we're facing so many different identities. Identities that are popping up in our societies on a daily basis, new ideas, new concepts. And as Muslims, we find ourselves at a crossroads that what am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to behave? And what is my, my mentality, my philosophy going forward? It is a mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already taught us. He has given us, he has given us the tools and He has taught us the methods on how to deal with these kind of situations. You go back all the way to the time of Isa alayhi salam. From the time of Isa alayhi salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there was no prophets that were sent, there were no messengers that were sent. There were anbiya that came, there were no messengers that came. And then there came a time that there was complete darkness in the world. People had no identity, they had no vision, they had no idea where they're going in life. Whatever their religious leaders taught them, they went with that, not realizing and not even knowing, is this the actual truth or not? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He had mercy upon the creation, and He sent down the beginning of His final word, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq It was a time where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to eliminate darkness from this world and provide nur to the humanity and from that point onward for 23 years Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and slowly and gradually this Qur'an was revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this Qur'an was taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it was demonstrated by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so that you and I, we have those tools till the day of judgment. And we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided us stories in the Qur'an that we will find ourselves at those kind of situations. Each story of each prophet provides a different dilemma that was faced by that, by that prophet and that, that Nabi or that messenger. And those stories, they provide us anecdotes on how to deal with our situations and challenges. And not only that, but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that even taught us that there has to be a balance in our deen. Yes, deen is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to come close to Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do His ibadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is demanding from us that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the best example and He taught us that there has to be a balance in life. There has to be a balance in life. So when the man came, when there were three different men who came to the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they felt that in terms of spirituality, there's no one who can excel more than them. 
Rasulullah taught them that no, this is not deen. You are destroying deen. You're setting the wrong precedence of what deen is. One man said, I will fast every single day. One man said, I will, I will not sleep at night. One person said, I will never ever get married again. And Rasulullah taught them that this is not deen. He says that I am a prophet. I'm the messenger of Allah and yet I get married. He's telling these people that I am the messenger of Allah but then I also, there are times of the night where I sleep and there are times of the night that I dedicate myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are days when I fast and there are days when I don't fast. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this sharia. What we find in the Quran, what we find in the sunnah of Rasulullah is our sharia. And then of course after that, without making this khutbah very technical, then came after that, after the, the time of the Prophet and into the time of the Sahaba and the ulama and the tabi'oon and the tabi tabi'oon, then you have the development of fiqh. And fiqh is basically understanding what is the Qur'an and the sunnah of Rasulullah But brothers and sisters, the point I'm trying to make is this. Today the question is that why is there so much confusion today when it comes to our deen? Today we live in a time where you have so many young men and young women and brothers and sisters of the entire, I'm talking about general Muslim communities, that they have created their own version of what deen is. Today the Qur'an and the Sunnah is becoming a stranger. The Qur'an and the Sunnah of Rasulullah are becoming obsolete. Now everyone has their own opinion of what Islam is. This is my version of Islam. You hear people now often saying, this is my version of Islam. This is what I think is right. When did Allah ever tell us what we think is right is wrong? It's not about what you and I we think, it's about what Allah and His Prophet think and what they have taught us. So today because of this, we, we are literally at a crossroads. And if this scares you, think about what's going to happen in the upcoming generation. Today when you have Muslims who are trying to make what Allah has made haram into halal and what Allah has made halal, they're trying to take those things and make it haram. You find people today that who are saying part of different movements who are saying that if there's an ayah of the Quran and I'm not making this up, they are literally preaching this. They call themselves Muslims. They call themselves Muslim leaders. And yet they're teaching that if there's an ayah of the Quran that does not fit our society, it does not fit our current context, they have gone as far as to say that those ayat of the Quran need to be removed from the Quran. This is the time that we live in. And the question is that how do we get here? Why are we here as, as an ummah? And how do we move forward as an ummah? The very first thing that we need to understand, brothers and sisters, is that there are some injunctions in the Qur'an. There are things that Allah has made clearly halal in the Qur'an and they can never be made haram. And there are things in the Qur'an that Allah has made haram and they can never be made halal. There are some aspects of our deen when it comes to ibadah that they are, gonna, they are what they are and they can never be changed. They can never be reformed. They are till the day of judgment as they are as Allah has, has mentioned in the Quran and as we have seen demonstrated by Rasulullah wasallam. So there is no, there is no uh, interpretation there. However, there are some aspects of our lives 
where Allah has clearly mentioned in the Quran that this is the way it has to be done. That there we will not use logic. If something has been clearly mentioned in the Quran, we cannot then apply logic and say, this does not make sense to us and hence we are going to abandon the Quran. So there are things in the Quran that we find that are very clear and they are qat'i and we're going to follow them. And we have to abide by them. If Allah has made something halal, it is halal. If something has, Allah has made haram, it is haram. But at the same time, we are, then there are aspects of sharia that our sharia has given us the room to interpret those kind of situations, to deal with those kind of situations. There are some aspects of ma'amalat, how we deal with one another. That sharia has said that you look at your situation and you do what's best in that kind of situation. And question is that what is the benchmark? How do we do deal with those kind of situations such as there are many issues related to family, related to our interactions with each other, divorces and so forth. There's so many aspects that how do we deal with them? Ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi mentions that it does not matter about maslaha or anything else. The core the core idea that even when you have to apply your own interpretation and you have to apply your own understanding in that particular situation, it has to revolve around justice. It has to revolve around Adil. And Ibn Taymiyyah he also mentions something along those lines that even when it comes to the places where our deen has said that you use your understanding and you see what is best in that particular situation, he says that Adil and justice has to be at the core of every single thing. So there are, this is something about our deen that we all understand. And this is why when Rasulullah he would teach, when he said Mu'adhi bin Jabal he asked him, how are are you going to do things and he says I will do things according to the Quran and he says what if you don't find something in the Quran and he says I will do them according to the hadith of Rasulullah and he says what if you don't find your solution in the hadith of the Prophet he says I will use my logic at that time without making making sure without without going against any ayah of the Quran or hadith of Rasulullah so this is where our sharia is but once again the question is when we look our the when we look at the current state of the ummah and how people are trying to change the deen today. People are trying to reform the deen today. The, qu the question is, how did we get here as an ummah? The very first thing that I will state is how we got here today is that many of our upcoming generations, many of our children, in fact, many adults here, they fell into the situation that they were not able to differentiate between what is religion and what is culture. There were so many people, unfortunately, perhaps they did exist in our life, that they taught us something about Islam, or they presented to us as Islam, but it was not Islam, it was culture. And there are so many examples on a day-to-day -day basis. I hear problems from people. I hear their situation. I hear their dilemma and so forth. And as parents and as adults and as people in our families, we need to always remember that if culture is going to clash with the aspects of our religion, the core fundamentals of our religion, then that aspect of culture does not exist in our families. 
Today, we do live in a time that so many of our youth and so many of our youngsters are leaving Islam. Why? Because they actually think that what they have been taught is part of Islam. Their parents have taught them that this is what Islam is, whereas they had nothing to do with Islam. It was their culture. It was their culture from overseas. It was their culture in their families. And those same kids today, they don't want to know what Islam is. Because this is what they, were, what they were taught growing up is, this is what Islam is. And subhanAllah, when you sit down with those same youth, when you sit down with those same young professionals, and you begin to teach them that this is not Islam, this is culture, that is the very first time they open their eyes. But brothers and sisters, this is, what is, this is one of the key things that is destroying the Iman, that is destroying any kind of connection that anyone would have with Islam, is that we have mixed culture and religion. Brothers and sisters, remember that if you are presenting something as religion, and it is culture, and because of that, you are driving someone away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are going to be held accountable before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You were the cause. You decided that your culture was so important to follow. Even if it, if it went against religion. But you felt that my culture is so important because this is my identity. Not realizing that that's not my identity. My identity is the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And because of me, someone was driven away from Islam. You have to stand before Allah and you have to ask yourself one simple question: What are you going to say to Allah subhanahu wa taala on the day of judgment? That my culture was more important than you, O oh Allah. My culture was more important than you, O oh Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But this is what's happening today. And as a result of this, as a result of people going away from Islam, because they don't know the differentiation between culture and religion, is leading them to the second bigger problem that we have today in our ummah, is that we feel like that Islam needs to be reformed. We need to add other aspects in our society in order to make Islam complete. I don't need, let me make this very clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He sent down the ayah on the day of Arafah to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum, wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati, wa raditu lakum al-islam adina. This is a complete package given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if anyone says that we need to add other aspects of our society, in order to make our religion more complete, what you're basically saying is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is na'udhu billah so incompetent that you're saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he actually said that I have completed this deen, you're saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is na'udhu billah a liar. What you're saying is that Allah does not know what he's doing, but rather I, in my own opinion, when I think that other practices in our societies, they have to be part of our religion in order to save Islam, you are making a very strong and a very bold claim against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is what's happening today. We feel that Islam needs to be reformed. I get that there are people in our society who are mazloom. 
But because they are mazloom, the fault is not Allah. The fault is not Rasulullah The fault is that person who's a zalim or who's a zalimah. That is the problem. What we want to do is that we feel that because no one is saying something in our society, we need to change the Quran. We need to change Rasulullah, the sunnah of Rasulullah Brothers and sisters, how do you think Judaism and Christianity got where it got? Because they kept on reforming. They kept on changing their religion. Because whatever they felt was right, they kept on changing their religion. And that is why they went. As Allah says in the Quran, There are some who went completely astray. And there are some that Allah gave them hidayah. Allah gave them guidance. But they said that, you know what? What we think makes more sense is more preferable to us than the scripture. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his wrath upon these kind of people. So brothers and sisters, we have to realize, we have to ask ourselves, how long when we see these fitnas over and over again, how long are we going to sit there and say, yes, we need to accept whatever the solutions that the society is providing, they are better than the Quran and the Sunnah. No, they're not. Our Quran, our Sunnah has taught us every single aspect of life. We don't need other aspects. We don't need other movements to come and save our deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already revealed to us what we need to know. And that is why as long as we hold on to the Quran and as Rasulullah at the end of his life he said this is what the Prophet is telling us because he knows the Prophet told us about the fitnas that are going to occur 1400 years ago now we're seeing those fitnas today and yet we're saying to ourselves where is the solution? the solution is right in front of us why are we going to other places? The solution is right there in front of us. Yet we choose to not take that solution because it does not fit and comply with our nature. What needs to be reformed is our mindset. What needs to be reformed is our way of thinking. Our deen does not, to be, does not need to be reformed. When people today, I hear so many brothers, in fact, I've heard so many sisters lately saying, that if a man says something about deen, I'm not going to take it because it's coming from a man. When has our deen been based on gender? If that is the case, that we're going to look at genders, that who is saying what based on gender? If a man says something about deen, I'm not going to take it because it's coming from a man. This is what's happening today in our communities. This is today what's happening with our youth. This is today what's happening with our young professionals. If it's coming from a man, I'm not going to take it. If it's coming from a woman, I will take it. What do you say about Rasulullah He was a man. So are you going to deny every single thing because Rasulullah was a man? Or are we going to deny completely everything because he was not a female? Is this is where we have got? That we're going to pick and choose what's right and what's wrong based on gender? This is what the society is teaching us. This is what the society is teaching our children. We have to stand up against these teachings. We have to stand up against these philosophies. Otherwise, wallahi, brothers and sisters, we will not have a deen anymore. I'm being honest with you. 
we will not have a deen anymore. Our deen is going to be so diluted, so diluted that we will not know what is haq and we will not know what is batil. And whatever we think is right, as we see today, my version of Islam, my version of Islam, this is where we are today already. Forget about the future. This is where we are today. That's why we have to teach our kids. We got to teach our kids that we live our life based on the Qur'an and the Sunnah of Rasulullah The Prophet told us about the fitnas, the fitnas that we are seeing today. And the Prophet has given us the solutions. Why not take those solutions? Why not apply those solutions? Unless you think, the only reason that comes to my mind, why people will think that I don't need to take the solutions given by Allah and His Prophet if, if we think that they are not good enough solutions or they're not good enough advices. And if you think, if anyone thinks that these are not relatable advices and these are not relevant advices, then you have a serious Iman problem. You have a serious faith problem because you are doubting Allah and His Prophet Iman is, does not, is not only about just believing in Allah. That means that you actually believe in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when Allah says, I want you to do it this way, I don't have any questions after that. This is what Bani Israel did and this is why they were destroyed. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he protects us, he protects our iman, he protects the iman of our upcoming generations. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast upon the Qur'an and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen wa bil'alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'an azim. Wa nafa'ana wa iyaakum matu wa dhikl hakeem. Astaghfirullaha li wa lakum. Wa lisa'i muslimin fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In alhamdulillah, alhamduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina min sayyati amalina. Man yahdihi Allah falamudhillah lah wa man yudhul falahadiyah Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu amma ba'd. فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفقان حميد بعد عوض بالله من شيطان رجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا الذين أمنوا صلوا عليه وسلم تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد أما بعد What I just mentioned right now in the last part of the first khutbah is what is Islam, what is faith? Is to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believe in every single in every single advice, every single command that has come from him. And not only that, but it is also connected with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the very first thing Islam is, and what we need to teach our kids is, what Islam is, is number one, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only believing that he is one Allah, but believing that every single thing that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Every single hukum, every single command, our attitude is Samirna wa ata'ana. Bani Israel, their attitude was Samirna wa asayna. A Muslim says, Samirna wa ata'ana. Oh Allah, whether I understand the hikmah or not, whether I understand the wisdom of it or not, I will do exactly as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered me to do. And not only that, but times will get difficult. Times will become challenging. No matter what the society is saying, we stick to what Allah and His Prophet has taught us. We must teach our kids this very important aspect. Today, so many of our kids, so many of our teenagers, they are overly obsessed 
with people's validation. I want to be accepted by everyone. I want to be accepted by this group. I want to be accepted by this group. I want to impress them. I want to impress them. The validation that we need to seek is only one validation, and that's the validation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the only one that we try to impress is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the only approval that we are always trying to seek is Allah's approval. That is what our kids need to understand. And that is what we need to teach our children going forward. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to once again protect us and protect our upcoming generations. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma ansur Islam wal Muslimin. Allahumma ansur Islam wal Muslimin fi kulli makan. Allahumma ansurna ala man khalafana. Wahfad biladana wa aslih awladana. Washfi maradana wa afi mabutalana. Warham mautana wa khud biaydina ila kulli khayr. Wa asimna min kulli shar. Wahfadna min kulli dhayr. Allahumma qasimna min khashyatika ma atahulu bihi bayna bayna ma'asim. ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسلك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب ومن دعاء لا يستجاب آمين يا رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا وتكفرون أقيم الصلاة Uh, Australian lines fill in the gaps. There's a lot of space on this side, on my right hand side. So please, brothers coming in from the back room, please make sure that everything is, uh, the rows are complete. Often there are few rows in the back. The last two, three, four rows are usually incomplete. So please make sure the rows are um, completely full and then start a new one. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استوى استقيم واعتزلوا شئنا بطلعين فيت فيت شولدر تشولدر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم 
مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل آمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا وفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا 
في الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. There is an important announcement of a car blocking the main entrance. Um, it's, a it's parked in a tow-away zone. It's a Toyota Camry White RVH0208. It's a white Toyota Camry RVH0208. It's parked on um, Bradshaw Street and is blocking the main intersection.